Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. <laughs> Everybody and welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I am your co-host, Justin McElroy, and boy, does it feel good to be in 2021. And I'm Sydney McElroy. I would like to remind you that, you know, time is an artificial construct. and That is not, now, Sydney, that is not how you actually <laughs> feel. You said to me yesterday, you said, I, I said, you know, I know it's just a day rolling over counter, but you said, you know what you said? Tell, tell people what I you said, said. I said that it may just be a symbol, but symbols are important to the human brain, and I have a human brain. So there it is. Yes. So now yes. I was just being a contrarian. I don't be I. a contrarian. We haven't. We left that in 2020. This is 2021. It's a bold new future. It's just early, and the kids were very loud this morning. Oh my god, they were so loud. They, were they especially loud? They were especially think, loud, or we drank especially too much champagne last there was night. Too much champagne last night, and in twenty twenty one, our children. It turns out their volume got turned up. That's Is it okay. a holiday? They're living out loud. It was a holiday for Burger King this morning when I tried to go <laughs> through the drive through. It's Burger King for Taco Bell, but it's not a holiday for Sawbones. We don't get to take a break except for last week when we took a break. But not now. Not Just now. like Jolly Pirate Donuts, which was not, it was not a holiday there. Never a holiday there. No, no. no. As we, they said on their Facebook back. page, they are open all the time, except for Christmas and Thanksgiving. <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> all if, you want your, if you want your Jolly Pirate fix, you can and go get did. it there. Listen, it's a, we're, why are we so giddy? Well, it's not just because it's 2021. Although that is part of it. It's yes. because the, you know, we're wrapping up COVID. <laughs> well, that sounded bad no, to even I, say it. I, we're not okay. I, I think that there's a okay. way to talk That's about accurate. it. We're not okay. That's accurate. I agree with no. you saying we're not okay. <laughs> I think that there's a way to talk about it that is both optimistic and realistic. I think you can be both at, at once. It is true that the vaccines are, uh, that's a huge hopeful thing that is happening that is moving us towards a time where we can put this in our rearview mirror. Right. But it is also very accurate that we are quite in the middle of it still. The fact that we are in it does not negate the fact that we can see the end of it. No. And the fact that we can see the end of it does not negate the fact that we are in it. <laughs> <laughs> two things are true simultaneously. Yes, because even It's though, like Taylor Swift said, uh-huh. I was happy I was happy before I was happy you made me happy and I was happy after you. Mm-hmm. Both these things can be true. Something like that. You, you know remember? what I love? I love to hear you quote Taylor Swift lyrics that you heard me try to quote after I heard Riley quote them. It's I like of, that. It's a game of telephone. Yeah, it's a game playing. of telephone. It's a game of, of, it's a game of Taylor phone. 
we're playing. It's a classic party game, Taylor Phone. We we wanted to talk a little bit before we this is sort of like I know it's our first episode of the new year in my head. It was also like closing of the old year. Right. Uh, we've talked a lot about COVID and I'm not saying we're never going to talk about it again because, again, it's not over. It ain't over. Uh, and there may be new things to address. I would like us to be able to also do some more regular, not regular. That's not our regular. Other, we're not going to say, like our kids say, regular. We're going to try to say regular in 2020. Yeah, we got in the bad habit of saying regular <laughs> the way our kids say it, which is regular. Because it's so cute. It's really cute. But then we just started doing it like when the kids weren't in the room and it was just us talking to other adults. Also, Charlie now says regular. So Yeah, she has moved on. <laughs> so uh, that's our New Year's resolution. And we look weird. But anyway, I, I do want to do some of those, but I, we, I've gotten a ton of questions about and Justin, you've asked me some of these, and also people that I know and love and and work with and yes. all this have been asking a ton of questions about how do I get the vaccine? Like, yes. what is what is happening? And we've seen a lot of news reports about the vaccine rollout not going as well Maybe as some it people should. Not uptaking as 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 often as you'd like them to. So no. A lot of hesitancy, and yes. then a lot of. Uh, I do want the vaccine, but I can't find a way to get it. And then we're hearing these really wild stories about people intentionally destroying, destroying vaccines. Vaccine. And, and yeah. then, yes, we will talk about what happened in West Virginia. Oh, boy. Howdy. National news. What, Man, a, that's what a, a great reason to get on the radar. It's so embarrassing. Um, but I think, and I'm not going to have all the answers to these questions, just to preface, because there aren't. I don't think there are answers to some of these questions. I don't think people know yet. So this was the conversation that Sydney and I had. We wanted to do an episode where I was like, Sid, we had this wild experience with, I, I mean, do you want to talk about the 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 experience with GPD and, and, and how that's, because yes. that made so, me really think like, I kept asking Sydney these questions and she kept saying like, we don't know. I don't know. We don't know. There is not a plan. And I thought, well, let's equip people with at least as much as you, a physician knows. <laughs> Maybe at least they'll be a little bit better equipped. So the situation that happened here is I think sort of in the middle of the day, uh, a lot of our county health departments got a shipment of vaccines that the governor had decided were slated for uh, people who were 80 and over and not in some sort of long-term care or a nursing home facility, something like that. And uh, the health departments had to figure out how to get messaging out very quickly to everybody. Like, like that day. Like that day. Like that moment. We have this vaccine. Here's who qualifies for it. Come get it. And unless you were paying really close attention to, one, that the governor had made this announcement in the middle of the day, and two, that your local health department had the vaccine and was allowing people who were 80 and above to come get it, if you weren't tuned into those things, you would have no idea. So because I was tuned into those things, because I have been looking for those things, I was able to contact my grandfather, Grandpa Dan, who is 87, and say, hey, they have this vaccine. And, and the other thing is they were so intent, like we need to get these out as quickly as possible, which is good. That should be everybody's attitude that they were staying open past business hours mm -hmm. to continue to hand out the vaccine, which is not something you would necessarily know that was going on. But because of this, my grandfather drove down to the health department, walked in and said, Hey, do you have vaccines? They're like, absolutely. Come on back. You're 87. You get one. And he got vaccinated. In the evening after they should have closed. So, like, this just isn't stuff that you would know to do 
if you weren't like keyed in, paying attention, following and looking for this kind of thing to happen. But the whole process of that seemed so wild. Yes. Like that is not, surely this was not the plan. And so then you start trying to figure out what is the plan. And I think the answer is there wasn't a plan. I know at other health departments, and all I know is our state. I don't know what's happening elsewhere in the country. But I know at one of the other county health departments, they receive their doses. They put out word via social media that they had these doses But the way that they worded it apparently left out the very important fact that they were only for people 80 and above. So that health department had like a line around the block of people who wanted the vaccine, just anybody. And so I think they just ended up giving it out to whoever showed up because they felt so bad because the messaging was their fault. So anyway, (laughs) the, the point is. Yeah. And there's another there's another factor to consider, which is something I have called the frosty effect. Can I tell you the frosty effect? Please. Okay, imagine that you got 100 frosties and Uh your parents were like, give these out to old people, right? So you gave them to the first 70 old people that you found. Well, now I have 30 frosties. And folks, let me tell you something about frosties as somebody who has kids. You can't refreeze a frosty. No. It don't work. This is true. It don't fly. You can't refreeze it. And if it melts, it's not frosty anymore. It's something far more profane. So you have 30 Frosties. If you start giving those to people who are old, you're not wasting the Frosty for anybody because you can't refreeze them. So there's also this question of like, okay, well, we have these doses. They're unfrozen. We found 70 old uh, senior citizens to give them. I shouldn't say old people. 70, 80 plus people to give mm-hmm. them to. We have 30 doses. Like, And I think that's going to be because of this rollout or so whatever it is, that that will be an ongoing thing. Like, hey, there's just some doses that are going to go to waste otherwise. Well, that's it. I think that the frosty metaphor is really apt because that's- they are cold and they are getting thawed and then they do have to be used. And I think the only thing I would add to that is if if there was some sort of um, important protective effect that happened when enough people ate frosties, <laughs> that's the other thing. Well, you could Everybody just say who ha- eats a frosty is improving, like, we're all protected by the people who got Frosty. Just say, like, happiness. Just, like, yeah. we're all a little bit happier no matter who gets a Frosty, you know? <laughs> the, the the average level of happiness. Teacher says it? anytime someone eats a Frosty, <laughs> so, an angel gets its wings. So, I and like I said, I don't know if it's just our state, but it seems from at least the national news articles that the rollout is not going exactly as well. Listen, I've been following the COVID thing in a lot of states, as as have you. There's a lot of states getting buck wild, I guarantee. West Virginia's not the only one that's so, getting a little silly with this. So there's there's the problem of I don't think there was a distinct plan. And I think that things are sort of happening quickly and strangely. And I think there's also there are a lot of people who are refusing it, which is pushing like we're going further down lists than maybe we expected to so soon. So like we had I will say like for all that criticism, the hospitals have a plan and are going through it very systematically. You know, that everything for, seems for to their be, staff, you mean? Yeah. And no. and it's and it seems to be rolling along just fine, like very smoothly. I was contacted very promptly about getting my vaccine, although I obviously did not go get it because I've already had the AstraZeneca vaccine through the trial I'm in, but it's been very smooth. Because the other part of this that's important for all the states is not only not wasting doses, which is obviously crucial, the way it works is if your state is not using up your allotment of vaccines from week to week, 
then the next week's allotment will be smaller. They're not just going to keep sending vaccines to West Virginia so that the governor can stockpile them along with all of the CARES funding that he has stockpiled. That's a little political humor for West Virginia, West Virginia <laughs> listeners. Um, I, they're not just going to keep doing that so that Jim Justice can keep them in his basement. And they won't do that for any other state either. So if you're not using them, you're not going to get so many. And that's bad, right? Bad. So it's important we use them. Yes. So what is available right now? That's the first question. What vaccines are available? I got this. Pfizer and Moderna. Yes. In the U.S. Uh, AstraZeneca has got approval in the U.K., but not Europe. Yes, that is correct. And not here yet. There was a story from a uh, some official. Uh, that the, that um, the guy who's in charge of Operation Warp Speed. Mm, said AstraZeneca wouldn't get approval in America, which is the vaccine that America has bought into the hardest, right? That, we, that was the one we initially bought by far the most doses of AstraZeneca. And they're and saying Monsef that. Slowy, I believe. They're saying that name. won't be approved till April. That said, we're going to have a new uh, administration uh, in January. So let's see how that and, goes. And it's ultimately up to the FDA, yeah. which is an independent body <laughs> in theory. So <laughs> that hopefully, <laughs> I hope that that is sooner. I hope that timetable gets moved up. Me too. Um, because that is also the vaccine that Moderna and Pfizer vaccines, while great and very effective and very safe, and I totally endorse both of them, a benefit of the AstraZeneca slash Oxford vaccine, whichever you prefer to call it, is that it uh, can be stored in a refrigerator. And so it will be a lot easier to get to. We don't have the frosty effect there. Yes. It will be a lot easier to get to remote parts it's more of, of a pizza the country and the world. Yeah. It's cheaper and it's easier for, um, I mean, I, we live in a rural state. That's important. It's not just, you know, when you, there, there are parts of the U.S. that need these too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so those are the vaccines that are available. They're coming in shipments to, um, usually there's, there are assigned distribution sites within your state, and it's usually hospitals. Uh, health departments are probably getting them as well. And then there may be other medical facilities, like uh, nursing homes, mm-hmm. long-term care facilities. That are getting them. So right. that is that is the plan. And there were assigned distribution sites in each state. Now, as far as who assigned them, it's going to be state by state. Like everything at this point, like there were the CDC guidelines <laughs> where they came out and said, here's who we recommend you should get it to. Okay. Okay. Everybody over 16. And here's the order that we recommend. Okay. Okay. First, healthcare workers. Then... It kind of moves into everybody who's over a certain age and frontline workers and essential workers. Like it all starts to mingle together okay. because we have these um, it, it, we have multiple goals. We want to protect the most vulnerable who are our elderly and people with underlying chronic health conditions. But we also want to preserve our healthcare workers who have the most exposure but we also need to maintain essential infrastructure. You know, that's all of our essential workers and services, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And so we're trying to meet all of those goals, recognizing that they're all essential. They're all a priority. You know, how do you rank one above the other? Yeah, I don't know. Which is why the CDC set out, here are our recommendations, and you can interpret them in a way that best suits your community. And whenever you do that in the United States of America, things get buck wild. Because (laughs) 
the, each state is interpreting it in their own way. Each county is interpreting it in their own way. I would say each business, each hospital, each facility is interpreting that in their own way. There are a lot of interests that start to get, <laughs> at, that, that become part of the equation. Yeah. There were people who argued, um, I think Nate Silver was one of the most prominent voices, that we should be, like from a statistical standpoint, we should just go age down. Like start at our oldest citizens and keep moving down as people will take it based on the idea that they have the highest mortality from COVID. What you have to balance that against, though, is that if you have someone who has been, like, self-isolating, mm-hmm. even if they are high risk, and if you have a healthcare worker who is younger and perhaps at lower risk, but they are constantly in contact with people who have coronavirus, who... Right. Who What's is a priority. The risk? Yeah. Because the other thing is, if all of your healthcare workers get sick or are quarantined... Who takes care of everybody? There's a whole other problem. We're also not just vaccinating people so they don't die. We're vaccinating people to stop the spread of coronavirus and get to a point where it's manageable for us as a society. Right. It's, it's like you said, the Frosties make everybody happy. Exactly. So we need everybody to have a Frosty. So with all that in mind, I want to talk about a little bit about what is going wrong, but also what you can do. I want to empower you with a few things. I don't have all the answers because no, I don't think anyone does. Um, but I, I think that there are some things you can do to be proactive if you want to protect yourselves and those around you. But before we do that, we got to go to the billing department. Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door, and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got, like, fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From, from, from a, a box? Pre-prepared, all I got in two minutes, I'm eating filet mignon. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McQuarrie fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky 
podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going to. Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool. Think of it as the palette. The palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Okay, Sid, equip me for this uh, hard scrabble future where I'm just cruising the streets yelling, vaccines, anybody got a vaccine? So here is a really easy thing you can do. The reason that our all of our county health departments were scrambling to try to hand out these doses of Moderna vaccine that they got to people 80 and above is because they didn't have, like I said, it came in the middle of the day and nobody knew exactly how to get the word out to the right people that a vaccine was available. If you go on Facebook, your county, your local health department probably has a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably weird. <laughs> it's, it's probably uh, run in such a way that does not seem like how a regular Facebook page would be run. That is my guess. I would follow it were I you. I am now following all of our local health departments on Facebook, all the counties surrounding me, uh, because there are a lot of people I'm trying to look out for. Uh, So follow all those Facebook pages. They have websites, I mean, certainly, but I don't know, again, um, county health department websites don't always get updated Mm -hmm. (laughs) constantly. So um, something like a a Facebook page, or if uh, they have a Twitter account, that, man, that'd be a cool health department. I don't think ours has a Twitter account. No, Uh, maybe I could run the Twitter (laughs) account for them. But some sort of social media would be a great way to keep yourself informed, especially if you are uh, older or have have a chronic underlying illness that may put you higher on the list. You know, that you you should be vaccinated before people who are younger or healthier. And so you need to know. Um, So that is one way that you can keep yourself informed Um, because they're not going to just call. That that was a big question. Like, are they just going to are you going to get a text message from like the governor to tell you that it's time to get your your moment? (laughs) No, you're not, unfortunately. But that is one way you can do it. If you do have a government official who's doing like regular press conferences like we our governor does a press conference like every other day now he was doing them every day for a while (laughs) they're wild by the way if you are ever bored (laughs) tune in for one of jim justice's press conferences y'all it's a wild just a spinning wheel of a man who is just comedically out of his own depth yes who would like to talk about anything else other than covid and every once in a while we'll be like well i got a prayer breakfast coming up in a few months like he talks about he'll talk about what old movies he was watching last night and show pictures from that and like there was a picture of a trout with a santa hat on in one of his slides and we spent a lot of time on that and then he referenced ghostbusters too 
Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, watch a Jim Justice press conference. I mean, the fact that, <laughs> I mean, he's just so ill-equipped for the situation he finds himself in. If you weren't <laughs> a genuinely if bad you're not person, a West Virginian, um, if you weren't such a bad person, funny. you'd feel bad for him. But if but you're if you have someone <laughs> in your state who is doing this, because sometimes they change the recommendations and like the this whole idea of giving the vaccine out to eighty and above was not an idea until he said it in this press conference and then sent them out. And all of this happened in the middle of the freaking day. So you have to be watching these things closely, especially like in my case, my grandpa Dan was not going to be able to find out about this on his own. No. He was relying on his other family members who are a little more tech savvy, a little more plugged in to help him navigate this situation. And if you have people in your life who similarly may be not able to find that information on their own, mm -hmm. you know, help them out. Before and I'm sure you have uh, a lot of other great information. I want to set the table in a way for something that, like, I feel like we didn't hit the nail on the head on it. And I've read a lot about this, and I know that you have too. But I, in case you were unaware, I wanted to like sort of. Sydney said something about how like the extent to which this is an unprecedented catastrophe. Like the entire thing is unprecedented in our lifetimes. Yes, there is no one who has experience with this, no. like, and how to do it. And we are also. Speaking of unprecedented times, we have a federal government that is so dysfunctional and handicapped by the terrible leadership uh, that it has, that it is barely functional. And those two things are happening at the same time. And you cannot, must not, like, expect the government to... So it is going to be the Wild West. Like, it is going to be the Wild West because there was no funding given for this final mile of COVID uh, and, vaccine distribution. It, there's not a plan. And, and I think it's important to remember you said, like, there's nobody who is going to – who knows how to do this. We have experts who have the knowledge base, the experience, the understanding of the logistics and the science and all that who can guide this. But there aren't that many. For something like this, there's only going to be a handful of people who have, like, the experience and knowledge to be able to know how to respond to something unprecedented. And they're probably not, like, evenly distributed throughout all of the states, There's probably not one of them le leading every county health department. Exactly, which is why this needed to be a big federally, you know, led effort with very clear guidelines laid down for everybody to know how to follow and that wasn't what happened it was more of that well you'll know what's best for yourself and your neighbors and whatever which is a nice thought but like i'm not an expert things, like, i'm not an expert in this and i i guarantee like there are a lot of people who are looking to the cdc and the federal government to say like help us figure out how to do this and the answer, well, you guys can you can do it for yourself. You can figure it out. That's not very helpful. Also, the person at the absolute top of the government is extremely preoccupied throwing a temper tantrum and cannot be bothered to provide well, any leadership. I, I think the transition of government right now is another big problem because I, it feels like the outgoing administration has kind of stopped. We should have just stuck with what we had. You don't change a horse <laughs> midstream. You know, I'm not saying that. But uh, I agree, Sydney. So what I'm else? With can, you. I didn't say that. What else can you do? You can follow your local um, health department and government officials and keep yourself up to date. And this also, like I said, it, you can help look out for vulnerable people around you who may not have access to this, whether because they just don't understand the technology or because they don't, you know, think about people in your community. I help care for uh, people in our community who are facing homelessness. 
and they don't necessarily have regular access to, you know, technology, social media, TV, whatever, wherever we're getting this information, and I can help keep them informed if I'm informed. Um, if you have a primary care physician, this is a good time to, like, make contact with them. They're probably not going to know right now what the plan is. So if they say that, that's normal. A lot of the a lot of uh, medical providers are not going to know exactly how this is going to come down. But they might. <laughs> well, yeah. but to ask, like, will we get a letter or a text or an email from the office? Or is it something we should be inquiring about on our own? I imagine bigger health systems will probably, sort of like we do with a lot of things, we'll send out a little reminder to you like, hey, we scanned all your charts. We can do that through the electronic medical record. And we see that you have these qualifying diagnoses or because you're at this age, you can come get your COVID vaccine now. And I don't think the office will have it. It'll probably be at the local pharmacy, I believe is the plan. But you do need to get an order for it from your physician. So these kinds of things might happen. Or maybe it will be done at a, as a drive through at your local health department. That might be the way they decide to do it. It's going to be different state to state, county to county, <laughs> person to person. So having some contact with whoever takes care of you and would know that you qualify for the vaccine for whatever mm -hmm. reason is a good idea. Checking with your state DHHR website, the Department of Health and Human Resource website. I check ours. This is not an exaggeration. At least daily. Oh, Sid does it more than that. At least. Well, I said at least. Daily. I always know because no matter where I am in the house, I can hear. <sighs> I get an I, my phone actually alerts me if it's 10 a.m. and I haven't checked. That's when our DHHR website updates the. Sid, are you alive? Yeah. You haven't checked the like, DHHR, checked website. DHHR website yet. I would recommend you check yours because your state's vaccine rollout plan should be there. Should I mean, you should have one and it should be accessible. Ours, I can watch the video of it or I can look at the slides myself. And it, it's a version. Ours is a version of what the CDC put forth, but with tweaking. And that's probably what yours is too. But you can go check there. Also, ask your employer if you are in a business where like you're considered an essential worker or a frontline worker and you you believe based on the guidelines that you should be vaccinated early before kind of the general public, um, check with your employer and find out like, is there a list I need to be on or anything like that? Do, you, do we know? It doesn't hurt because I don't know how these businesses are in each state getting it. And there are a lot of essential workers who need to be vaccinated. And I, I know we even got an email from a listener who talked about there there was a standby list at their workplace. Mm -hmm. So if you were like, they were trying to start with the workers who are at highest risk. So again, age, other comorbidities, that kind of thing. But you could put your name on a standby list so that if they got to the end of a vial and they didn't have anybody left to give the doses to, but they'd already opened it, so they had to use them, they can go down the standby list and call people and say, hey, if you can get here right now, I can give you the vaccine. I think that phone calls from people saying, if you can get here right now, I can get you the vaccine, are going to happen a lot. More than you are comfortable with, dear listener. <laughs> and so, like, making sure that you've checked with your employer and your name is on that list, if it exists. I'm not saying it does everywhere because this is different everywhere. But these are just some things you can do, some avenues you can check uh, to make sure that you're staying up to date if you are somebody who should receive the vaccine, you know, before it sh it, it's going to be widely available. Because at some point, the plan is that anybody who wants it can just go to the pharmacy and get it. 
just like you do a flu shot. Mm-hmm. That is the plan. And if you are someone who doesn't fall into any of these high-risk categories, either based on your own health status, your age, or because of your exposure risk, because of your job and, and you know, that kind of thing, y- you might just have to wait till then until it's widely available. But if you are a person in any of these categories, I would at least be looking out and advocating for yourself. And it's just true in all of healthcare, right? It's important yes. to be your own advocate. It would be a great system if we just had everybody like age and all this ranked and we could just send out messages, text messages, emails, physical letters, whatever, and say, now it's your turn. Come get your vaccine. That was not put in place ahead of time. Um, you know, I don't think of, uh, of other stuff you can do in, in the interim is uh, trying to reduce uh, vaccine hesitancy. Yes. In your area, amongst your friends and family, if you have older relatives, like reaching out to them. Because one, three things. One, it's better for them to be vaccinated because you love them and you want them to be safe. Two, it's better for our society the more people are vaccinated. Three, your area will get more vaccines or won't get less vaccines. Yeah, they won't, they won't decrease speaking, your They allotment. won't decrease your allotment if, if these people are using the vaccine. So, like, if you have people in your life that are hesitant, reinforce with them that it's, like, safe and effective. And I, I think there's been a lot of pushes to, like, post pictures of yourself, like, getting the vaccine. Mm-hmm. I actually think that's really helpful because people can see that. And I think the more we normalize it, the more people th- that get it um, – I think the better off that we're going to be. I don't know the best place to like point people in terms of resources. I know immunize.org is the immunization action coalition. They've got tons of resources there uh, you can read up on, but I mean, the other, the other thing is the CDC. Yeah. I mean, a, a, a lot of, a lot of people ask me where I got a lot of information about the COVID vaccine. Most of the stuff when it comes to the vaccine and the plan and, and all this stuff is easily discoverable at cdc.gov. They have, plenty of resources that are made for everybody they do have stuff targeted for like healthcare professionals but they have plenty of information on there that is easy to understand easy to follow it's not written in technical jargon um and answers like exactly like they will walk you through what to expect when you go to get your vaccine yeah what happens before during when you get your vaccine they're going to give you a little card that tells you when to come back and proves that you got your first vaccine and that kind of thing and what to expect after what side effects are common when to be concerned all those kinds of things it's all on there and all the reasons the most like the the most frequent concerns are all addressed there in really easy to understand language you know about why as we talked about in the last episode the mrna vaccines are not changing your dna (laughs) that's just not how they work that's not what they do so you don't need to worry about that I have worked – another thing to do if you are somebody in the healthcare field. Steal a lot of vaccines. No, don't. Okay, don't, don't. But if you do – if you do earn the healthcare field and work at Dippin' Dots, you can make yourself a little mobile vaccination card. <laughs> $1,000 a pop, bing, bang, boom, no problem. Easy no, please money. don't do that. But uh, one, I, I have said before on the show, I work with Harmony House, which does outreach to our community facing homelessness. And uh, the there were a lot of questions among the staff who was able to get vaccinated about like concerns and things they weren't sure about. And so I wrote up a quick little document with some FAQs and some of my answers to them and like how to think about it. And that's something you can do in your community. You can mm-hmm. be 
helpful. Like I, I literally said, please give my phone number and email address to everybody who works there and they can call me with their questions and I'll talk them through it. Right now, if you are someone within the healthcare field and you have sort of an understanding of this terminology already, you speak this language, this is your chance to help your community. This is your chance to be a leader and to reach out and say, hey, if you have a question, just call me. And I mean, that's really, for a lot of people, it's all it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the people who are hesitant about the COVID vaccine aren't like hardcore anti-vax, not going to take any vaccine people. Mm-hmm. They're just nervous because it seemed fast. And I under, as we've talked about, I understand it seemed fast. It wasn't. <laughs> for some of us, it seemed very slow. <laughs> it was, it was, ra- it was rapid. Yes. It wasn't quick. And I think that just talking through, as we have on the show before, those kinds of things will ease a lot of fears and encourage a lot more people to go get the vaccines. And the sooner every vaccine is a win, that's the way I look at it. No matter who's getting these vaccines, every vaccine is a win because you can't achieve herd immunity without a vaccine, but you can with one or right. two or three. And hopefully more will get approved. And I think we're going to need, baby, I think we're going to need millions. I don't think one or two or three is going to do it. I think. Millions of people need to get vaccinated before we can achieve herd immunity. Uh, I would also, I know that the thing that happened in West Virginia made national news. I'm going to be 30 seconds to talk about it because it depresses me too much. <laughs> um, uh, so one of the health departments, one of the county level health departments in West Virginia received vaccine and uh, some of the Regeneron monoclonal antibody treatment and apparently got the two mixed up. And administered 42 shots of the monoclonal antibody as opposed to 42 Moderna vaccines before they realized what had happened. Um, The good news is those people should be absolutely fine. That is not, that should not be dangerous to them. So that is, that is the good news. Um, Thank goodness. That would be the absolute worst case scenario is that if if it was harmful, but uh, the the bad news is, um, on a personal level for them, once you've received monoclonal antibody treatments, you cannot receive a vaccine for 90 days. That's the recommendation so that it will be effective. Right. So that puts, unfortunately, those people further out from getting vaccines. Um, and then, two, well, we wasted all those monoclonal antibodies. And they're expensive. <laughs> well, which are expensive and in short supply. Yeah. Um, and then three, I think the the other thing is when stories like that make it to a national level and everybody becomes aware of them, it just, it makes more people hesitant. It makes more people, you know, afraid. Mm-hmm. And I would urge you, please, please know this. That is such a wildly unlikely thing to happen. Mm-hmm. There are so many things put in place to ensure that that doesn't happen I can't fathom that that it's hard for me to believe it even happened once. This is my this is my logic. It's actually better that it did happen because that makes it so less likely that it'll happen again to you. Think about it that way. I like that kind of logic. Uh, but I I just please if people are talking about this, this is so. I mean, everybody I've talked to in the healthcare profession. Um, so, and if you are, you know, this, the idea that this could happen is so unlikely. There are so many safeguards in place. This is a one in a trillion freak accident. And I hate that it happened. It is obviously awful. 
on many levels, but like it, this is not going to be the norm. This is yeah. not what's happening. Speaking of things not being the norm, I wanted to say one other thing before we. This is like too dire, but I wanted to get. Tell me if I'm. I, this is what I feel. Um, I know that it seems so frigging desperate and terrible. Like this idea that this is how this is working, like or not working more accurately. But I do believe this. I do believe that adults are coming, grown-ups are coming beginning January 20th and beyond. I feel like uh, we are going to have more adults in the room that are going to make this work better. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're going to be better about messaging. I think it's going to be better about this distribution and logistics. And I think that we'll have a functional government in the nation again, which will be great. But I do think it will be better. But I think right now, this is what it's you have to <laughs> well, I get think, a little I think active. Just empower yourself and those around you to have the information and the knowledge that these vaccines are safe and effective and vitally important, not just for your own safety, but for the safety of everyone around you who hasn't gotten it, can't get it. All the kids who are not eligible for vaccines yet, anybody who can't get these vaccines for any reason it is vital that everybody who can and is offered a vaccine, please get it. Um, And then I think, again, to kind of advocate for yourself, if you're someone who should be in one of the first tiers of getting the vaccine, and you can check the CDC guidelines to see what they recommended as to who should get Mm -hmm. these, these first. If you are somebody who is, who fits those categories to know how to advocate for yourself, keep yourself aware and informed so you can get it as soon as it's there. Um, and to look out for those around you yeah. who need it. You know, I mean, I, I, we did a good job in this state anyway of taking care of our vulnerable elderly population in nursing facilities, but we didn't really have a plan in place for everybody else. And mm-hmm. so that's one thing that that you can help do um, and advocate for people. Also keep in mind that on a, on a human level, keep in mind, that like as we've said already, this is beyond unprecedented. I mean, it is a completely unique challenge. And with the exception of very few people, I think everyone is just like trying to do their best to figure it out. Like mm-hmm. the people that you're going to interact with are almost certainly not responsible for this being as much of a mess <laughs> as it is. Oh, and yeah. will just be like doing their best. Like everybody, I feel like is just not everybody. Because there are definitely some people at the higher upper echelons that are not making uh, good choices. But, like, I think that those effects are just trickling down to all these people on sort of the front lines of this that are being saddled with. There is, like, no plan, and they're being forced to cobble one together, you know, build a plane as it's landing kind of deal. Yeah, I think think that's a good point to make. When I say, you know, inquire and advocate for yourself, I do not mean – please call your local health department and choose somebody out if they don't right. have answers. Please don't do that. That's I, a lot of people just don't know right now. You know, I, I know my, uh, my parents own and run a small business that does like health information, technical support stuff, which puts their workers who go in and out of hospitals and healthcare facilities all day, every day at a higher tier to receive the vaccine And one of the things they've been trying to figure out is what do we do as business owners for our employees? How do we get them on the list of essential workers? And as they've been calling around to try to figure that out, it's very clear that no one has that exact answer right now. Um, But when you call and ask (laughs) nicely, (laughs) you start to get 
that sort of sense at these organizations, like we need to come up with a plan. We do need to, we don't have something in place and there's going to be more businesses calling and you can be part of helping things along, not just yell, please don't. I don't want to unleash all of us as Karens on people right yeah. now. That's not, that is not my goal. Caring, not Karens. That's what I think. That's my new slogan it, for 2021. We all can be part of this together. We can all work together to get the vaccine when it's offered to us, encourage others to do so, help people stay aware, ease fears. This is going to have to be an effort that everybody is part of. Including me. Maybe most importantly me. You think most importantly you? I hadn't even thought about that way, Sid. That's, thank you for saying that. I, I think that <laughs> I do play a key role in this and I'm happy to be, you know, doing my my duty thank you so much for listening to our program we hope you have enjoyed it thanks to the taxpayers for the use of their song medicines as the intro and outro of our program if you have enjoyed it you can find their music on uh Bandcamp. um if you'd like to to uh listen to more taxpayer stuff if, why wouldn't you if you have been offered the vaccine and you've taken it thank you yes thank you for for getting vaccinated every every vaccine is a triumph right now that's a that's just one step closer. We all are, is the way I look at it. And make sure you remember you're not immune until six weeks after. Uh, also, <laughs> you I have to get your second dose. I wanted to say <laughs> this is our first episode since uh, the release of the Sawbones paperback edition. The Sawbones book paperback uh, went on sale on Tuesday. Uh, if you want to pick up a copy, that would be so cool of you. If you go to bit.ly forward slash sawbones paperback it is sold out some places but you can still find it in others so please track a copy down uh, hopefully you you will buy that and enjoy it we're very proud of it bit.ly forward slash sawbones paperback please check it out and keep wearing your mask keep yep. washing your hands keep yep. distancing all that stuff is still essential even if you've been vaccinated nothing changes yet yep nothing changes yet <laughs> yet yet that, that's yet. gonna do it for us folks so until next time my name is justin mcelroy i'm sydney mcelroy and as always don't drill a hole in your head Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.